I know that wasn't very long. So you can carry on that conversation over a coffee after the service. It's great that Rachel is going to be speaking to us this morning. So why don't we just stretch out our hands and pray for Rachel before she speaks. Father, we thank you for Rachel. Thank you for your love for her. Thank you for the message you've given her for all of us this morning. And Lord, give us ears to hear and hearts to respond in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much. So Ben was brave and decided to let me loose. So <laughs> definitely need some prayers for you guys today. Um, yeah, so when I was praying, I felt like God was telling me to talk about boldness. Um, obviously, as some of you know, I didn't actually grow up as a Christian. So going from that phase of not being a Christian to becoming a Christian was kind of an interesting transition that people just don't really talk about in church. They don't really say that there's like a transition period. And even if you grow up in church, you choose it for yourself at some point along the line and things kind of change. But for me, my understanding of who God just suddenly, just suddenly accelerated in my life of understanding who God was. But at the same time, I was faced with all of these challenges. So I was hearing the Holy Spirit and I was hearing his voice so clearly. But then at the same time, I was encountering people who weren't happy that I had made this change in my life. So some people were super supportive and they wanted to have chats about who God was or why I'd made a choice to go to church, which to a person who isn't a Christian is really weird. I mean, we know it's still a bit weird now once you are a Christian, but if you're not a Christian, like, it's a wild concept. Um, so some people were really interested and wanted to have them chats. And other people were full of judgment, didn't like it, wanted to have a debate. Um, debates can be fine. They can also leave you feeling rubbish afterwards and feeling just so deflated for the decisions that you've made. Um, and I definitely went through this transition time of figuring out what my place was. And for me personally, it's still something that I'm trying to be courageous about. It's something that I'm learning to be bold in my faith. And I think that it's a really interesting thing for us as Christians to reflect on. How can we be bold? How, when you're sitting in a pub or you're sitting in the canteen at school or you're sitting on a train and someone says, oh, is that a cross on your neck? Or, oh, are you a Christian? Or, oh, something's been happening in the news with Christians. What do you think? How can we stand up and be like, yeah, I am a Christian and this is what I believe in a way that does Jesus justice? So in John, it says, You were made for the world. The world would, you were made that the world would love you as its own. But because you are not of the world, but I chose you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. Remember the world that I said to you, a servant is not greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will also persecute you. If they keep my word, they will also keep yours. So I just want us to take a couple of minutes and have a chat with people around us. Um, I'm not going to ask for feedback like we're in school and be like, oh, what do you think? Um, what are the challenges that you've faced or if you're not comfortable talking about yourself what are the challenges that you've seen other Christians face in their lives when they've came to faith or even just as they've grown up in church so if you want to talk to the person around you make a friend <laughs>
Okay, guys, thank you. I know that that wasn't long, but as Ben always says, you can continue this conversation over a coffee if we've started something off. Um, Carolyn is going to come up, and Carolyn's going to do a reading for us from John's Gospel. Luke's Gospel, sorry. <laughs> Luke's Gospel. I was just testing her. Just, just <laughs> testing me. I don't know. Are we on? We are. Hello. Um, I'm reading you a passage from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 22. And its little title says, Peter denies Jesus. So then they seized Jesus and led him away, bringing him into the high priest's house. But Peter was following at a distance. When they had kindled a fire in the middle of the courtyard and sat down together, Peter sat among them. Then a servant girl, seeing him in the firelight, stared at him and said, This man was also with him. But he denied it, saying, Woman, I do not know him. A little later, someone else on seeing him said, so were one of them. But Peter said, Man, I am not. Then about an hour later, yet another kept insisting, Surely this man was also with him, for he's a Galilean. But Peter said, Man, I do not know what you're talking about. At that moment, when he was still speaking, the cock crowed. The Lord turned and looked at Peter. Then Peter remembered the word of the Lord, how he had said to him, Before the cock crows today, you will deny me three times. And he went out and wept bitterly. Thank you so much. So this is a really interesting passage. We've all heard this, whether you're a Christian or you're not a Christian. Everybody remembers it. Maybe you looked at it at school. Um, in some form or other, you've encountered this passage. And I think when it's a reading like that or a passage like that, you're so quick to kind of dismiss it and be like, oh yeah, everybody knows about that. That's so kind of common. But actually when I was thinking about boldness and I was thinking about my own journey, I was reflecting on this idea of being too much for some people, as in you're too Christian with your non-Christian friends or you're not Christian enough with your Christian friends and having this kind of identity crisis. And I was like, when I've read this before, I've been really kind of judgmental of Peter. And I think a lot of people can relate. You're like, mate, you, you've been with that guy who's performing miracles. He's making loads of food. He's feeding 5,000 people. You've seen him bring people back from the dead. And now you're seeing that none of this is true. Like you're denying him. And everybody is like, I wouldn't do that. And then I was thinking, and I was like, oh, well, wait, like, how many times have I actually done that in my own life? Like, how many times have I sat and I've been like, 
I'm not actually going to own how Christian I am when people are saying, so what, like, you pray and things? And I've been like, yeah, a bit. Or you go to church and I'm like, yeah, sometimes. Or you work for a church and you're like, yeah, but it's, it's not like in a weird way. Like, we're not like that. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm Peter. I'm so Peter in so many contexts. And for me, what I'm learning is I'm learning to be bold so that I can be more like Peter because when you look at what he does afterwards, yes, he denies him, he sins, he does the wrong thing. But if you go back to this section when it says, when Jesus looked at him, immediately Peter recognizes what he's done. It's like instantaneous. It doesn't take him like three weeks like it might with me. He doesn't like not realize. He instantly sees Jesus' face and he knows And then it goes on to say, and Peter went out and wept bitterly. Now, wept is a word that we all know is in the Bible. Jesus wept, Peter weeps. But it's a really interesting word when you think about what it means, because it doesn't just say Peter went out and he had a little cry, or, you know, he was a little bit emotional, but he wasn't really that bothered. Like, Jesus went out and he wept, like, as if somebody had died, he wept. He felt it so deeply, so, so much, that he let out all of this human emotion. He truly felt guilt for what he had done. And that real sorrow, that real emotion is something that I think is pure boldness. So what I want you to do now, I want you to have a think and go back to your little conversations. When have you ever been that bold in your faith? Or when have you not? Do you think that that's an act of boldness, the fact that he was so emotional? Or do you think that actually that's just me kind of reading into it because it fits with what I want to say? (laughs) If you want to talk to the people around you, that'd be great. Thank you. Okay, guys, thank you so much for that. 
I'm going to let you reflect on your conversations that you've had in a minute. Because um, I think that having these conversations are really important because they stir up our own memories, our own feelings. And it's really good to actually have these conversations with Christians as well, because I don't think we often do. So I'll just give you a moment to reflect on that in a minute. But I think for me, looking at Peter, it's really interesting because I think that he summarizes everything that it means to be human. He shows great faith but he also shows great weakness. He shows this human response of pure emotion that actually we often hide. We often wouldn't just weep in a public place. We wouldn't, and we wouldn't just embody our feelings like that. And we know that Peter and the disciples, they're so bold in their faith that they're willing to die for Jesus in a way that you know, we think is unbelievable strength. And I'm not suggesting that you need to become a martyr in order to be able to love Jesus and show that you're bold for God. But what I am saying is that people are actually doing that around the world. People are persecuted. If you look at Open Doors, the Christian charity, you'll see that there's 360 million Christians, that's one in seven Christians, suffering for their faith around the world. And I struggle at times to admit that I'm a Christian when I'm sitting in a pub, not when I'm getting forced to get married to somebody in order to hide it and I'm stepping out in faith, or when I'm reading my Bible underground because I'm scared that I'm going to be murdered. And I struggle. And then it just hits me because I'm like, actually... That's what boldness is in faith is, to be able to step out in a situation where you don't know if you're going to live or die, not when you're worried that your mates are going to laugh at you. Um, so I think as well, we can look at examples that are not as extreme. We can see people, you know, in history, people like Martin Luther King, Corey Ten Boom, people who've stood up and politically shown faithfulness, but also in modern culture. Like we've seen recent examples of people who've been at the Brit Awards and they've thanked God before they've thanked their mom. Now to me that's wild because the first thing I'd be saying is I want to thank my mom. Like I love my mom. Anyone that knows me, first thing that would come out of my mouth would be my mom. But I want to get to that place like Stormzy who can be like, I am saying. I want to give all the glory to the Lord before I'm giving the glory to someone else. Or I want to be at the stage where I'm playing a game of football for England, not that that's ever going to happen because I'm the clumsiest person in the world, but I'm playing in the World Cup and I score a goal and I'm like, thank you, Jesus, with my hands in the air before I'm thanking anybody else. That that's my first reaction in a moment where I score a goal to thank Jesus. To me, that is boldness. Um, so yeah, what I want us to do now, in these countries where there's persecution, often what they do is they spend time in silence. So for us, we have amazing, incredible worship, and thank you so much, we will have worship. Um, but having a moment in silence just to reflect and understand that this is all that people can do and it's still so powerful is really, really important. So I'd like to encourage you all to stand, please. And you can close your eyes. We just say that because it helps with distraction. Definitely, if you're like me, it helps with distraction. Um, and just take a moment to think about your faith. How can you be bold? What are challenges that you faced? 
And then after a minute or two, Ben's going to come and lead us in communion.